Tell everyone you can in Longmont to vote yes for ballot issue 2B. Hi there, this is Lisa Gonzalez from the Institute for Local Self-Reliance. Welcome to the Community Broadband Bits Podcast. This week, Chris talks with Vince Jordan, Broadband Services Manager for Longmont Power and Communications. LPC now offers affordable gigabit service to businesses in the community. The network has also started building out service to residents and intends to expand. Under the current LPC plan, the incremental build-out will take about 40 years to build out the entire Longmont community. Rather than wait four decades, LPC is asking the voters to approve a revenue bond that will allow the project to happen in three to four years. Chris also visits with George Oliver, Longmont citizen and co-founder of Friends of Fiber, a volunteer advocacy group. The organization is a collection of residents that understand the value of expanding the network. This group is spreading the word to counteract any misinformation that could come from incumbent providers. In 2009 and 2011, citizens faced referendums on similar network questions. In those instances, getting the word out to the public greatly influenced the results. Let's listen to Chris talk first with Vince about the network and the build-out, and then he moves to a discussion with George about how that group is educating the public on the referendum. Welcome to another edition of the Community Broadband Bits podcast. This is Chris Mitchell, and today I'm back with Vince Jordan, back for his second time on the show. Welcome back. Thank you, Chris. It was really great to be here. Yes, and uh, I can actually see you were doing a nice video chat, recording the audio, which is which is nice. Um, we were just together when you got the award from Natoa down in uh, Orlando. Congratulations for that. Yeah, thank you. That was uh, that was a big deal for us. I mean, it was a really big deal, as you know. You know, the flood had just happened, and uh, we thought it was important enough to jump on a plane at least get down there and, and accept that. So that was uh, great. Uh, really enjoyed that. Excellent. So you're the broadband services manager for Longmont Power and Communication, and we went over a lot of the background of what Longmont's doing and the history of the network in a previous show that I'll encourage people to listen to. Um, But today I wanted to um, talk about what's happening. And so I want to lead right in with what's happening with the floods. Um, You want to briefly tell us uh, the situation and how things have resulted now that they're over? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the biggest impact um, with the floods was um, really, you know, the way of life in Longmont here, especially with our parks, greenways, and things like that. Those were really clobbered uh, hard. It's going to be years to recover from that. Uh, We've got certain roads and bridges that are still out. um, But our basic infrastructure, you know, water, um, wastewater, uh, electric, and our fiber uh, held up really well. Um, through the flood and, uh, you know, also show the resiliency of, of really the community and, and uh, um, you know, the folks operating in the community here. I would say, you know, for the most part, we're back to, you know, life getting kind of normal, um, but we've got, like I said, years of work to get it back to where it was um, pre-flood. Uh, I mean, a lot of the the stuff that we enjoy as a community really got hammered bad uh, in the uh, flood, and it's going to take time to recover it. Right. We uh, we wish you the best, and we know that uh, a lot of communities in, in Colorado were hit, and so our, our heart goes out to all of them. Um, Appreciate that. When I was out there back in March, you, you gave me a tour, and I got to see some of the places where you're already delivering uh, fiber connection. And so the you've been moving full steam ahead on your network. You're delivering a gig at uh, 50 bucks a month. Pretty incredible. And you have many satisfied business customers even before you started doing the gig for that cheap. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been up to over the past year? 
Yeah, over the last year, you know, as you know, we, we've put in um, uh, switch gear and, and uh, technology to let us bring services to our businesses and residents. <clears throat> we had great response to that. Um, we're up to, I think we're around oh, 30 plus businesses now, and, and that's just from April this year. Um, all kinds of different sizes, and I think our biggest one is our local clinic with 350 users behind the connection, and it's been working fabulously. Um, you know, re really, I mean, for the time that we've been delivering services, we're at 100% uptime, uh, even with the flood, which is amazing. The only people that lost connectivity were folks who lost power um, during the flood, and, and that got restored very quickly. Um, the fiber held up really well. Um, and then we've got a handful of residents that we've been doing this gig service with. And I can tell you that, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun working with them. It's very exciting for them. We've got folks that are going out and, and buying, you know, upgrading their uh, own personal infrastructure and computing equipment just to be able to really take advantage of it. Uh, it's neat to see it working, uh, to see the reality of it. I've actually been to a couple of, uh, of our residential uh, customers' homes. And just listen to them talk about how excited they are that everything's just instant. You know, it's it's it becomes less about the ex, the speed and more about their experience. And and to listen to them talk about their experience is a lot of fun. It's just everything that used to take time now just happens. And so they're playing with their own technology and squeezing more and more out of you know the connection we're providing them. It's it's really satisfying uh, to see that uh, working the way it is. Boy, I, I tell you, you got an incredible countryside out there. It's a, it's a beautiful place to live. You have this incredible access to the Internet, and incredibly low price. It's a, you know, it's a hard life for you, Vince. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's a hard life for me because personally, I don't have it yet. We still have to get that build-out done. Um, but for the folks that do have it, yeah, this is turning into to a real mecca here. Right. <laughs> sure. Well, and that gets us into uh, the question, which is how soon how soon will will you be hooked up and everyone else be hooked up? And that's something voters are going to be deciding here in the next uh, three weeks. That's correct. Yep. Three weeks from now, uh, Longmont voters will be voting on a ballot issue two B, um, which is the uh, ballot issue that we have to fund um, the entire build out. And um, if that passes then, um, you know, we'll move ahead and, and go to the next phase of, of working through the entire build-out uh, for, uh, for the system. So what is the question that uh, voters will be answering? Should the city of Longmont enter into a uh, revenue bond um, to build out the entire um, broadband system? It's a $43 million uh, revenue bond, whether they'll support that or not. And for those who aren't as familiar, the revenue bond is such that the utility basically puts out a document that says, if anyone wants to invest in this, we're going to raise $43 million and we're going to pay you back according to this schedule over, I'm going to guess, 20 years? Correct. Right. So there's no taxpayer dollars or anything like that. It's private investors that are putting their money into a long-term investment that's going to finance you being able to build this network much more quickly. Yes, if, if, you know, as I explained to folks uh, many times when I'm doing the presentations about this, if we didn't go for the revenue bond, then at the current rate that we're building out, which is basically, you know, self-funding, right, almost like a bootstrap business, um, it would take 40 years to build out the entire community. Uh, with the revenue bond, it's projected to take three or less years um, to build out the entire community. And you're correct. The uh, the way a revenue bond works, it's the revenue 
from the broadband system that repays um, the bond issue. The reason that you have the uh, you have this ability to self-finance uh, was because of all the years of having the dark fiber uh, revenues coming in and that sort of thing. Um, you know, and it's not available to everyone. So you guys have have quite the benefit of being able to have started delivering services and know that you can roll some of them out. So when people vote, they'll already know to some extent what they're voting about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, what we've done uh, to help people understand this even better is we've created three experience centers here in town. Um, so one one's at a, a local uh, restaurant, um, brewery, um, one's at a coffee shop, and then one's at our library. You know, when you talk to people, I've found um, over the last year talking to people about a, a 50 meg connection or a 100 meg or a gig connection, I mean, their eyes just glaze over. They don't really... It's hard to figure out what I'm talking about because those are just numbers, numbers, right? Yeah, it's just numbers. They, you know, they 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 can't quantify it. So we've provided them three places in town where they can go and quantify it and understand it. And I've had many residents come back to me after going to one of these three places and go, "Oh, I get it. When do I get to sign up?" <laughs> you know, right? Um, and we've seen across those three venues in just the last couple of months literally terabytes of data downloaded and uploaded by our residents taking advantage of it. So it's really neat to see that as well. So how that works, as I'm guessing, you have uh, like a, a toggle or do you have different machines that are set to be throttled at different rates? Is that how it works? Or you just have the super fast? Super fast. We, what we did is we went and found, so we experimented on ourselves here at LPC and we went through a bunch of different um, wireless um uh, access points. Um, pick the one that delivered the highest rate possible of all the different ones that we looked at. And then we went out and put an ONT in these facilities, um, connected those access points to the fiber network and basically have it open. Um, okay. So it's got the gig connection so that people can go in there with their tablets or phones or laptops or whatever and get the best possible connection they can. And so now folks are really getting a, an idea of what ultra high speed broadband is like. Um, at the uh, library, we actually have computers that are hardwired in, but with the Ethernet cards that are in there, they're only capable of doing about 350 meg. Only. Only. <laughs> yes. It's funny well, to talk like that. I bet the, the folks at the library must be very, very excited to have that kind of capacity. Oh, they're thrilled. Um, in fact, the library has really turned into an interesting place now. At any given time of the day, there's about 70 folks connected on that network. So, Vince, if this thing passes in, in three weeks, what is the next step for you? So the next step for us is um, we're already in the process of developing the RFP for um, the design and engineering of the entire system. Uh, we want to have that ready to go on November 6th. So we wake up in the morning on November 6th, and this thing is passed. We're going to put that RFP out on the street and look for responses to it. We want to um, hire the uh, design engineering firm as quickly as we can. Uh, hopefully um, have that contract in place by the end of the year, first part of January, go through the process of the entire citywide design and engineer, and then right after that, um, put out the bids for construction. And hopefully we're turning dirt you know, early summer here and start this uh, citywide build out. And as, I, as I've explained many times to our, our businesses and residents, our goal is not to just build from one area, you know, kind of like move north or move south. 
but because we'll be using our substations as our primary hubs um, for this network build out from the substations. There's five of them uh, in Longmont and probably build out from at least three of those um, into, uh, into the city. And as I've explained to people, since we're already providing service, if I build past you this week, we'll be able to hook you up next week. Wow. So, yeah, it's really exciting. We'll be turning people on as we go, and, and you know, hopefully we're just bringing on a bunch of customers here by halfway through next year. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, my pleasure, Chris. I, I really enjoy it. I'm going to be speaking with uh, George Oliver. George, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, George, you're the co-founder of Friends of Fiber and a concerned citizen. Uh, you've you've been around a little bit. I know that you were active in in 2011 with the uh, previous referendum. Um, why is this uh, an issue for you? Um, what's what makes this important? What makes this important is that uh, I I really like the city of Longmont, and I think that the benefits of in, installing and building out their own fiber optic network are are many to this city. I, I see a lot of upside in doing this. Terrific. What are what are some of those benefits? Well, um, some of them are, as far as the funding for it, it's going to be a uh, bond fund, uh, but it will it will represent no new taxes to the citizens of Longmont. Um, the bond will be repaid by revenues uh, generated by users, those who use the fiber optic network. So those that don't, whether it passes or not, um, will not be taxed in order to pay for it. So economically, there's a there's an advantage beyond just just repaying the bond. It'll be beneficial to the citizens of Longmont in that they'll get faster bandwidth delivered to their door at a much cheaper price than they're able to get it today. Uh, in some cases, um, businesses have requested. Uh, higher bandwidth from their um, existing vendor, the, the incumbents, and have been told that it simply was, it was not going to be available from them. So this will erase that. It will help economically for the city, um, you know, in a broader sense that it will make it more business friendly. Right. It will help to retain and attract business, um, much similar to um, the electrical rates that we have that are also um, the electricity is provided by the city as well. In a Wall Street Journal article just last week, the uh, they said that you know faster internet's nice, but it really doesn't matter that much. Um, you know, I know that that you have uh, in the city Longmont. Um, I know that a gigabit is really nice, and that's what the um, the network will be providing. Uh, but I'm curious, um, as you have a fast cable system already. Um, aside from a few businesses that need it, what do you think the benefit is for residents? It will be less expensive than what they're able to get. Um, so cheaper bandwidth is, is always good. Um, I have been in data communications for my, my career in, in the Colorado area. And uh, to me, my analogy is that is that bandwidth availability is kind of like feeding pigeons. You know, the more pigeon food you throw out there, the more pigeons are going to show up. Well, the more bandwidth that's available for for bandwidth-intensive applications, uh, those applications will be written. And and also, not just, not just applications, but, you know, high-speed file transfers and also um, online streaming of gaming, faster internet 
uh, helps to in, improve that customer experience on, in, in the gaming world as well. So how is the Friends of Fiber uh, getting the word out, educating the public, and, and generally encouraging people to vote yes on the referendum? Well, some of the work has already been done for us. This, uh, the backbone of this fiber was laid in 1997, and the vote coming up in November is just to kind of complete the build-out to make it true fiber to the home. And I said that because, because we do have the backbone. We do have users on it already. And those users include the, the uh, city government offices, the local school district, all of the schools and offices of the local school district, um, the hospital here in town, Longmont Hospital, our libraries, and then we have approximately 20 commercial businesses that were close enough to the, to the backbone to, to get hooked up to it. So those users have done a lot already to help kind of sway public opinion about this being a good thing. Uh, what we have been doing is um, doing a lot of multimedia. We have a website. That website is www.friendsoffiber.com. We also are on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, so we're getting out the word through social media and, and those that do uh, podcasts and blogs like yourself. Um, we're also going out in person. There was a... Uh, uh, citywide candidates debate sponsored by the Chamber of Commerce last week, and we were there and putting out the word to people who attended that. Next next week, we're also going to be attending a larger group, the Neighborhood Group Leaders Association of Longmont, which is going to be a debate sponsored by the city, and we'll, we'll have a spot on the podium there to get the word out to the neighborhoods in general. In addition, we've also printed up yard signs and flyers, and we have those going up around town, and we're handing those out. Um, we also are in the process of putting up um, flyers uh, taped to business windows, and those that will allow us to do it, and uh, thereby get the word out to just passers-by of those businesses. Back in 2011, uh, in the uh, previous referendum dealing with uh, the fiber network that gave the city the authority to do it, there was no candidates running who opposed the referendum. Is that the case again this year? It is the case. The uh, city council, including the mayor, um, voted unanimously to, pay, to place this issue on the ballot. Um, the mayor actually wrote a personal letter to every citizen of Longmont and um, sent that out, endorsing this effort. And uh, the local newspaper, the Longmont Times Call, has also endorsed it uh, in one of their editorials. Well, it sure sounds like there's a lot of support in moving this forward. Seems to be. The people that I've talked to seem to be overwhelmingly in favor of it, and we certainly hope that carries through this coming November. Excellent. Well, is there anything else we should know? Um, tell everyone you can in Longmont to vote yes for ballot issue 2B. Be sure to visit friendsoffiber.com to learn more about the efforts to pass the referendum. We especially like their catchphrase, Fiber, it's good for you. You can learn more about the plans to build out the network by following the Longmont tag at uninetworks.org. Thanks again for listening to the Broadband Bits podcast. If there are issues related to telecommunications that pique your interest, we welcome your suggestions for future shows. Email us at podcast at uninetworks.org. You can follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at communitynets. This show was released on October 15, 2013. Thank you to the group Break the Bands for their song, Escape, licensed using Creative Commons. Thanks for listening. Podcast.
shadow. 